Good morning and welcome in, everybody. Today we're going to take a look at a passage of Scripture, but before we do that, I wanted to tell you a little story. One day, Andrew and I had to pick up a pile of scrap iron that somebody had stacked high up on their property next to their garage. On the pile, they had thrown a trailer frame. It had no tires and no flooring. Over the next month, we spent some time fixing it all up. We found some new tires for it and a spare. Then we bolted a whole new floor on top of the frame bed. We put on some side rails and then completely painted it. It looked like new once again because we had restored the trailer back to the way that it originally was. And this reminds me of the Christian life. Reconciliation means to restore relationships back to their original condition at the point before estrangement began. One of the greatest examples in Scripture of repentance, remission of sins, and reconciliation is captured in one of my favorite passages, the story of the prodigal son. Both the father and the son in this passage show what true Christianity is all about. Look at Luke chapter 15, verses 11 through 32, say this, A certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to the father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And he divided unto them his living. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country, and there wasted his substance with riotous living. And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land, and he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into his fields to feed swine. And he would fain have filled his belly with the husks that the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my father's have bread enough to spare, and I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father, and will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee, and am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. And he arose and came to his father, but when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight, and am no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to his servants, Bring forth the best robe and put it on him, and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet, and bring hither the fatted calf and kill it, and let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to be merry. Now his elder son was in the field, and he came and drew nigh to the house. He heard music and dancing. And he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. And he said unto him, Thy brother is come, and thy father hath killed the fatted calf, because he hath received him safe and sound. And he was angry and would not go in. Therefore came his father out and entreated him. And he answering said to his father, Lo, these many years do I serve thee. Neither transgressed I at any time thy commandment. And yet thou never gavest me a kid, that I might make merry with my friends. But as soon as this thy son was come, which hath devoured thy living with harlots, thou hast killed for him the fatted calf. And he said unto him, Son, thou art ever with me and all that I have is thine. It was meet that we should make merry and be glad, for this thy brother was dead and is alive again, and was lost and is found. In this passage, the younger son got 
caught up in sinful living, to whom we all can relate, because all of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God. He recognized his own faults and shortcomings and how good his life had been in the past. This resulted in him repenting and confessing his faults. Psalms 51.3, For I acknowledge my transgressions, and my sin is ever before me. Psalms 32.5, I acknowledge my sin unto thee, and mine iniquity have I not hid. I said I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. After confession, the dad completely forgave him right on the spot. He didn't scream and yell at him for wasting his fortune. He didn't punish him for the things that he had done wrong. He didn't steam on it for weeks on end over the supper table. He didn't take him to court and force him to reimburse him for the money. He simply forgave him upon his apology, granting him complete remission for his sins. And rightly so, because if we want to be forgiven by God, this is the way that we need to forgive others when they apologize to us. Otherwise, God will not forgive you. Luke 17, verse 4 says, And if he trespass against thee seven times in a day, and seven times in a day turn again to thee, saying, I repent, thou shalt forgive him. Matthew six fourteen through 15 says, For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Matthew eighteen thirty two through 35 says, Then his Lord, after that he had called him, said unto him, O thou wicked servant, I forgave thee all that debt, because thou desirest me. Shouldest not thou also have had compassion on thy fellow servant, even as I had pity on thee? And his Lord was wroth, and delivered him to the tormentors, till he should pay all that was due unto him. So likewise shall my heavenly Father do also to you, if you from your hearts forgive not every one his brother their trespasses. When forgiveness happens in the heart, reconciliation will immediately take place. This is because you truly forgive others. You'll completely forget the event that happened. It will be completely erased in your memory and never brought up again, just as God does towards us. 1 John 1, nine says, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Hebrews 8.12 says, For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness, and their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. Hebrews 10.17 says, And their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. If you cannot forgive and reconcile with people who have apologized, it's because of a cold and bitter heart. A person in this state is only keeping a grudge, which is forbidden in Scripture. Because of their lack of grace, they're only going to find themselves condemned by God. James 5 verse 9 says, Grudge not one against another, brethren, lest you be condemned. Behold, the judge standeth before the door. Leviticus 19.18 Thou shalt not avenge nor bear any grudge against the children of thy people, but thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. I am the Lord. In order to be reconciled with God, he requires a confession of fault. As I've always taught for many years, if you've apologized to people, yet they refuse to, to forgive and reconcile with you, the sin is no longer upon you. It is between them and God because of their unforgiving and bitter heart. Without reconciliation, someone never truly forgave the other in their heart. 
Reconciliation is such an important part of the Christian faith that God doesn't even want your gift at the altar until you first reconcile with others that you have knowingly wronged. Matthew five twenty three through 24 Therefore, if thou bring thy gift to the altar, and there rememberest that thy brother hath aught against thee, leave there thy gift before the altar, and go thy way. First be reconciled to thy brother, and then come and offer thy gift. Reconciliation is a requirement by God. Those who don't believe that are only deceiving themselves. The Apostle Paul refers to it as the ministry of reconciliation. This is why Jesus came, to rejoin our relationship with God. 2 Corinthians 5, 18 through, uh, verse 18 says, And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. Claiming to forgive others and not reconciling with them is only an attempt by some people to think that somehow they will avoid God's wrath for not truly forgiving the way that he does. It's a convenient way for them to hide from the truth, but the facts are that they're filled up with pride. God completely forgets our mistakes and misdeeds upon our confession, as exampled in the Lord's Prayer. He casts our iniquities into the sea, never to be seen again. True forgiveness results in immediate reconciliation, just as the father of the prodigal son. Reconciliation is about restoring relationships back to their normal condition. It's amazing what forgiveness can do. I think about this when I think about restoring the old trailer that was placed on top of our neighbor's scrap pile. So let's think about these things for right now. We can be found on your web browser by Google searching TLK JBC, where you can find our diaries distributed through various platforms or by getting our entire podcast feeds directly along with transcripts at TLKJBC.com. Or I suppose you can find us somewhere up here in the great northern Minnesota woods. Lord willing, we'll talk with you some more tomorrow. Till then, bye-bye, everybody.